Yo, yo, yo. It's another episode of Proof Beyond Reason. It's your boy, Mike the Baptist. J-Mo. And uh, we're on episode number 49. Man. Yeah, lot, lots to cover. Um, trying to get to 50. Um, so episode 49, today we're going to talk about rest. What does it mean to rest in the Lord? Um, if you're listening for the first time, thank you so much for checking us out. You can hear us on SoundCloud, iTunes. You can hear all of our episodes on YouTube. We're also uh, present on Facebook and Instagram. So uh, be sure to follow us, spread the word, and hopefully the things that we talk about here are a blessing to you. Um, So uh, let's just get started. We're going to jump right into the topic of rest. What does it mean to rest in the Lord? Um, But I think more broadly, why is it important to rest in the first place? Yeah, I think um, what kind of brought this topic to my mind was that I was just, you know, physically tired from just, <laughs> you know, um, the start of a new job. You're still learning new processes. You really don't have everything kind of like set. Mm. So you have to pay like extra attention. So my mind, you know, I get home and then, you know, um, I like to stay up at night. I'm, I'm kind of like a night owl, so it's partially my fault. Yeah, it sounds like it's your fault. <laughs> um, but then I started to think about it today because uh, during lunch, I was like, man, why am I so tired? Um, and it probably was because I watched a movie uh, <laughs> at night when I shouldn't have. Um, but it made me think, like, what, why, you know, why do I neglect my my rest? And... How does it impact me? How does it impact me like at work? Mm. How does it impact me just um, my relationship with God? Like a lot of times if we're, you know, in the Bible, like if you think about it, you know, in Genesis, God creates the world and it it separates it. The author separates it like in, in days of creation. Right. And on the seventh day, he God rested. And so I started thinking, I'm like, well, God doesn't really need rest. <laughs> you know, he, he he doesn't really need that. But um, mm. so it's kind of interesting how God rests. But um, we kind of see Jesus uh, when he comes on, on the scene. He, he did multiple things like he washed his disciples feet. He did all these things. Um, and when his disciples questioned him, they were like, yo, why are you doing this? He's basically saying, I'm doing it to show you an example. Mm. So a lot of times God will do stuff not because he necessarily needs to. Like, does G- did Jesus really need to pray? You know, I'm mm. sure he wanted to have a connection with the Father. I mean, yeah, in a sense, he, he yeah, he needed to pray because he wanted to be, he wanted to. But it's also to show, like, it's both. You know, it's to show us an example. And, and when it comes to the terms of rest... God rests when it, when it comes to creation, and we rest. And so, mm. uh, for many people out there, and even us, uh, you know, taking a, a yearly vacation or taking time for PTO and and things like that. But for me personally, I'm the type of individual that never really takes days off from work. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know how that like a lot of times when you have if I had an employee that never took off from work, you know, there are times where you need to take off because it actually has a direct impact on your performance, mm. you know, so that's why it's necessary. Yeah, know? there's companies that they'll roll over uh, time off 
and they'll only roll over a certain amount of time because the point of time off is for you to take time off. And there's a direct correlation between uh, career advancement and performance and being able to manage your uh, ability to take sufficient time off. Because if you don't have the, if you don't get rest, if you don't reset, then you never, you, 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 you'll actually have a setback because your mind can't think clearly, your body can't respond effectively. So, so that's a good point. Yeah. And, and on the other side of the spectrum, like, um, I don't know if you guys or anybody has ever slept too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, what ends up happening is that you end up becoming groggy. Like, you become mm. really, really tired. And you're like, why am I tired? I had 12 hours of sleep. Mm. And so, too much rest on the other side might have a, a, a negative impact. So, there has to be a balance. But for each person, it's different. Like, what is, the, what is it? You know, eight hours, seven hours, six hours, five hours. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we're in an era right now where it's all about like how much you do. So, you know, we tend to get into these phases of life that it's like proving grounds. You have to prove yourself on social media. You have to prove yourself um, that you went to school and you graduated and you have all these different degrees. You have to prove yourself to... Um, you know, to being busy. If you're not busy, you know, people, oh, it's strange because we, we live in an era where we, our devices are supposed to make life easier for us mm-hmm. and more convenient. And a lot of the routine things that we do in life that we don't, we shouldn't even have to think about, like GPS. GPS on your phone is designed for you not to have to do the, the research beforehand, have a map. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be productive, right? You get in your car, you just take off, you get to where you need to be. Um, but we we want to do more in the same amount of time, which can be beneficial in some cases financially or 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 learning things that are new, getting experience because you're maximizing your time. But at the same time, we find ourselves in competition with other people trying to be busier than the next person. So anytime you anytime, at least in my experience, I'm, I'm meeting with someone like, hey, how are things going? Like, oh, man, it's busy. I, I have yet to meet somebody, one of my guys, to be like, you know, I'm, I'm good. My life is balanced. Uh, I feel good. Yeah, uh, I slept uh, 12 hours today. <laughs> uh, watched 12 hours. Uh, that's too many hours, but uh, watched 12 hours of TV. And then, you yeah. know, it was life. Yeah. I have uh, yet- oh, by the way, I'm getting evicted. <laughs> I have yet to hear that. You know what I mean? Like, I have yet to hear someone saying that they're not busy. They're Mm -hmm. not, you know, oh, man, just so much going on. I'm so stressed out. And you talk to some people Mm -hmm. and their lifestyle is not that overwhelming. You talk to certain people and they are not that busy in in retrospect. But the the appearance of being busy is important. Yeah. Right. And and that's kind of where we live in. That's the era that we live in is that you have to appear to be giving life all you got you have to be on social media showing everybody what you're doing on a daily basis so that people can see that you're doing stuff it's almost like rest is deemed as negative in the sense that um it could be equate to laziness yeah so like you have motivational speakers or or whatever you know that you know, I think you had a guy, right? Yeah. So there was there was a couple guys. Um, I've been I listened to to quite a bit of you know those people that are that are that have achieved a certain level of what we would call success, 
and 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 what does that mean? What are the habits of success, right, for those people? And you know, you you think about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example, <laughs> right? He's uh, when we think of him, we think like Terminator Two, whatever, right? But but think of it, he's a person just like us who dedicated himself to a practice in bodybuilding, and from there. He's, he, he moved his way, he motivated himself to get to a place where he eventually got into acting, he got into politics, and he achieved the highest level of everything that he, that he did, right? At least that's what's known to us. Um, and, and in some of his speeches, he talks about, well, the secret for him was to always be diligent and not be lazy, right? So, and and um, he has a quote in one of his speeches where he says, "Well, learn to sleep less," and and that's kind of where it stops. But you have to dig deeper. You have to, you know, try to find more resources of what he's talking about. And when he breaks it down for you, he says, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. Rather than getting eight to 12 hours of sleep, try to get six hours of sleep should maximize the rest of your day. So he's like, instead of sitting down watching TV, instead of wasting time and other things, plan your day, plan your minutes, plan your hours. If you're looking to achieve something that you're trying to press for, right? So if you're trying to get a degree, if you're trying to to start a business, whatever it is that you're trying to do in order not to feel exhausted um, or feel inefficient, you have to schedule your day in such a way that you're you're being mindful of your time so that you're diligent. And in diligence, you actually gain more energy mm-hmm. because you've put your day you you you've positioned your day to be in such a way that that you you have goals, you have things you want to achieve and suddenly you have this energy and this desire to actually do that. But when we wake up when we wake up in the morning and we don't have an agenda, or we don't have an outline of what we want to achieve that day, then we're just going through life and life takes over, hence giving us this sense of exhaustion with probably not really completing anything yeah. substantial. I mean, you think of like, um, like you mentioned, it's technology, <clears throat> like mm-hmm. um, technology in itself is not bad, but like back in the day, um, if I wanted to eat, I had to go kill an animal, probably spend six, eight hours with a group of men, hunt, hunt some animals, kid it back, clean it, cook, and uh, you know, or and if you think about like um, my grandmother, um, so my my father, he was born in 1950. He was one of 12 children, and uh, his his father died like when he was 90 in the 80s. So if you're thinking about the generation gap, he's the baby. He's 1950. Wow. Um, you're talking about people that are turn of the century of 1900s, 1800s. And so when he was describing like his mother washing clothes, it it was literally dial like by a creek on a like a tablet or like a mm-hmm. like a, a board yeah. that they used to wash clothes. And so you think about I think about that. I'm like, man, the, the quantity of time now I put it in my washing machine, watch a movie, <laughs> you know, wow. Or you know what I mean? And it's, it's so and so now we're battling um busyness. We're still busy though. But now what we filled ourselves with is now 
I'm busy because I spent six hours. Like, I don't know about you, but toilet time has increased drastically <laughs> because of YouTube. Because of YouTube. Yeah, and all social media. Outlets, it, yeah, yeah, all social media. I don't know one person. I have a, a, a group of friends, like, in a circle. I don't know. Not one of them does not watch YouTube on the toilet. <laughs> and it's been like 20, 30, 40 minutes, you know? And, and So clearly the state of hemorrhoids has increased substantially <laughs> yeah. as well. Uh, shout out to Preparation Age. <laughs> <laughs> but but the reality is that technology, like, we're still going to be busy, yeah. you know? But, like, I don't know. It's just a little bit different now. Like, in, and now it's become unproductive, unproductive time. So we have more time because of technology, but then less time. It's crazy because it's like the fruit of your labor. Yeah. So when I give the example of Arnold Schwarzenegger... I don't know him from Adam, right? Let's be honest. I don't know this guy. Mm-hmm. I see the fruit of his labor, though, from the levels of success that he's achieved, all the movies that he's done, his political uh, uh, achievements, his uh, athletic achievements. So that leads me to believe that he led a very disciplined, diligent life. Now, granted, you know he, he did a whole bunch of things, partying and, and, and orgies and all kinds of things, mm-hmm. right, that we don't even know about that he's admitted to. Um, that would tell me that he spent time doing things other than just keeping his head down and just moving forward. But overall, there seems to be an individual that has used most of the time that he's been given to, to him in a productive fashion. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying he's the poster child, right? There's other people out there who, who do all these things. But to John's point, the busyness that we've created for ourselves in using the social media outlets or the you know including youtube watching movies doing things that are distractions from what life could be and and you know to john's point earlier when you were talking before you were saying you know i went to sleep late going you know getting up early working a really hard job it's it's a hundred percent your fault right rather than being diligent Mm -hmm. and saying for me to function, Arnold Schwarzenegger can function off of six hours of sleep and good for him. But for me to function, my body requires me to sleep seven hours, right? Or or maybe I do need a full eight hours because if I get less than eight hours, you know, my feet might get swollen or my hands <laughs> might get swollen, right? Some, some people are different. Everyone's a little bit different. I can function fine off of a normal five to six hour work uh, week every day. Mm-hmm. If I get eight hours of sleep, I feel oh, disgusting. Yeah. yeah, but my body has become uh, 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 accustomed to that level of sleep. Now, if I get anything less than that, physically I feel it. Yeah, my hands hurt, my my joints hurt, my like I get I get neck pain, I get hip pain. That sounds I know it sounds old, but uh, my wrist starts to lock up. I get like an uh, my old I have an injury like from weightlifting, and uh, and my wrist locks up. And like it just gets weird, it's like old man status, right? <laughs> um, but I, when that happens, I know I didn't get enough rest. <laughs> it kind of reminds me uh, if anybody's ever seen um, Willy Wonka, the original version. Oh, and no, I haven't seen. I don't remember it. You never seen it? I don't. Remember okay, it. so there's a scene. I'm talking about the '70s. Yeah, version. yeah, yeah. So there's a scene where uh, <laughs> Charlie comes back with the ticket that he found. And he gives it to his grandfather. 
But I don't know what it was, a communal bed or something like that. But his grandfather did not leave that bed for, it was like years. And so part of, it was like a musical. So part of it was that the grandfather wanted to be there for Charlie. So he got out of the bed, but barely could walk. <laughs> and so there's a lot of people out there that, true. like, I think the ext- the extremes mm-hmm. is what really, really is like important. Right. So you, on one side of the spectrum, you have a person that doesn't sleep enough. Mm-hmm. One, two, three hours, four hours, they're not productive. On the other side, you have a person that sleeps 12, 13 hours and half of their day is gone. Right. And so... Like I think you had mentioned, uh, this is uh, one of your your guys on the YouTube. Um, so he he used to be obese or something like that, right? Mm. Um, so um, oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah I was yeah, showing yeah. you earlier. Yeah, yeah. So there was this guy who who uh, was overweight. So you had he. It's almost like this fear of becoming lazy, right? And then on the other side of the spectrum, what, what did you, what kind of video? Did so we, then, yeah, so it's the same guy. <laughs> same guy, yeah. Same guy. So you already know he has, he used to be, the backdrop of this guy yeah. is he used to be overweight. And so there's a, there seems to me be some type of fears that if he was too much on one side. He right. was too much on the, I'm a rest, chill, play video games, gain weight, you know, side. He he made some changes in his life, became extremely fit, right? And now and now like he does ultra marathons, he does all these things, um, and he he puts himself at, at at a place where he's recording videos for Instagram and YouTube in the middle of the night to exercise because he's like I can get my exercise in or my stretching in, so I got to make sure I get it in. And it's like, but bro, it's three o'clock in the morning. Go, go get some sleep. Yeah. Why are you obsessed with? Because in his mind, it, to the failure to do that means failure in all disciplines. Yeah. And that could be very dangerous because now, because you're not getting sufficient rest, mm-hmm. or you're doing these extremes. Maybe it works for you. Maybe for your body that works. And and kudos to you because you figured out yourself. But once you become an influencer of people and people start to follow you, people will try to emulate what you do and they will put themselves in a very compromising position physically, mentally, emotionally, and it ultimately affects you spiritually mm-hmm. um, when you don't get sufficient rest. Yeah. Crazy part, um, there's a book by John Piper called When the Darkness Does Not Lift. I think that's, that's what it's called. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a play off of... Um, I think it's a play off of Desiring God, or or is that the book? Anyway, so John Piper has a book where I think it's called um, either Desiring God or When You Don't Desire God, and at the end of the book, instead of um, adding this as a chapter, he added it as a short book. It's only like 50 pages, and the book talks about when the darkness will not lift, when you're in this funk of life where you feel like you can't move left or right you just your mind your your mind is clouded you 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 just can't operate and within the book he John Piper can easily address it all from the spiritual side he can easily talk about you know oh you're being attacked by demons and all kinds of things but he addresses it from the physical side he says like you have to eat well you can't eat a bunch of sugar you can't eat a bunch of nonsense um, you have to take care of your body, including exercise and getting sufficient rest. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Scripture is pretty clear on that. He gives a lot of examples in, in Scripture about it. But I think Scripture is very clear on the need to get sufficient rest. Um, you know, making sure that we are taking the days that, uh, that God has given us to get the type of rest that, um, that we need to reset our bodies. Um, you know, the, the, what we mentioned earlier was uh, if, you, if you don't get enough sleep or you don't get enough rest, um, you, you tend to, to have the opposite effect, right? You, you might be unproductive at work. You think you're very productive, right? Because you're only getting four hours sleep and you're doing a bunch of things and you're in school and, 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 and you have a, a YouTube channel and you got an Instagram following and you do a podcast, you're doing, 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 but really you're doing everything at like 20%. Nothing is excellent. Nothing is your all. Your mind is just clouded. You're not operating from a sober-minded standpoint. You're operating off of uh, adrenaline. You're operating off of reserves, and your body eventually will come to a crash. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the most famous CEOs or some of the most famous people in the world that have again achieved some kind of level of success. Look at their medical history. Yeah. They suffer from anxiety. They have ulcers. High They're blood pressure. High blood pressure. Uh, high cholesterol. Um, brain aneurysms. I mean, you name it. Even even well known pastors, who are very popular in life, and people know you know people know them, and they go to their conferences and all kinds of things. The physical toll that it has taken for them to get there has been a sacrifice on another level. Now, it's not saying that the sacrifice wasn't worth it, right? Maybe to some degree because, you know what? This body, it's going to expire anyway, so I might as well push it to the limit as much as I can while I can. And I respect that for sure, right? Because I think in, in some cases I, I have done that and I do that sometimes. Um, but in thinking about, you know, just the common person that puts that as a, in an idolatry mm-hmm. place, if God hasn't called you to do that, but you're doing it because, you know, you're you're all about being like a Francis Chan, or you're all about being like, a, um, you know, like any of these other people out there that you're like, I want to achieve that. That's what God's calling me to do. That's what I need to do. And you start to force something that God hasn't called you to do, then you're gonna see the effects because you're not doing it according to how God has designed you. God made you unique. He made you different. If I can get five, six hours of sleep and I can operate 100%, maybe John can't, you know, maybe, maybe that's not his thing to do. Uh, but for me, I, I can. So, you know, it, 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 it works for me. Doesn't necessarily work for him. Yeah. Um, so there was this, um, documentary that I saw <clears throat> and it kind of goes into what you were saying about the eating and the physical, right? It really, really does matter. There was this um, documentary called Supersize Me. I don't know if you ever uh, saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 30 days on McDonald's, all the stuff, right? Right. So this guy who was uh, extremely healthy, he was I think he was a vegan, not vegan, but he was like really, really healthy, uh, and then decided to see what it would be like if he ate nothing but McDonald's for 30 days, right? And so after a couple weeks, it's funny that Nothing in his life kind of changed other than the eating, and he started getting depression. He started getting, like, in the thing. He was like, I don't know why I'm sad. I don't know. So 
you're one hundred percent on there. Like what you eat, what you what your physical activity directly does impact your mood. It impacts your hormone level. It impacts testosterone. Testosterone. Bro. Every everything impacts, right? So when it comes down to rest, I think a lot of times if if we similar to that guy on YouTube. If if we've lived a life that was too much on one side, it's so easy to be like that is bad. But there has to be a balance. There has to be a reason why people go on vacation. The problem is, is a lot of times people go on vacation, and it it becomes like a new place, and then they end up becoming more tired. They need a vacation from the vacation they just yeah, took. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I I've. I've realized I've done that, man. I've done that too. But uh, the last cruise I went on was, I think, like three, four years ago, and I made it an effort. Everybody was like (laughs) staying like two, three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, because you know, in a cruise, it's really like nobody really sleeps. I was like eleven o'clock. I'm going to my because I was like, this isn't really a vacation Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. and so that you know, I made it. You know, everybody's like, you old man, like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I was like, that was the best vacation I've ever been on. I was so rested. I was, you know, it's so funny that they wanted to stay out to four o'clock in the morning. And then they have these, uh, these uh, attractions that they want to go to at eight o'clock. I was like, dude, this is, this is not a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. I am yeah. guilty of that. Yeah. I like to go on vacation and plan out everything I want to do and then do everything on the agenda. And I think the last time we went, this was before we had our kid, uh, the last vacation we had, um, I had planned everything. And then I was like, well, you know what? If we don't get to any of this, like, whatever, dude. You know, like, I'm here. So looking at, um, I was trying to look up the book uh, to see what book it played off of. Um, I think it's Don't Waste Your Life. Um, I'm not quite sure, but anyway, that book that I was mentioning is called the, when the darkness will not live. So when the darkness will not live doing what we can while we wait for God and joy. Interesting. Oh, so we, we talked about physical, right? So we talked about like how physical rest, um, but how about spiritual rest? Like mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, um, people that are in church, I get so caught up in in the on working in the ministries that they they don't rest, and that's not a good thing as well. Um, uh, whether someone's going through a lot of stuff or um, did you have a, a verse or something? No, okay. Um, yeah, so I wanted to read this verse. Let me bring it up real quick. I think. All right, it was in uh, Matthew. Chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. And it it says like this. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So he's like, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. So this is a different type of rest that we're talking about here. This is not a like a I said five hours a night type of rest. This is a person that is struggling within their soul. And so we talk about the physical, but there's also a spiritual rest that can only be obtained 
And so in verse 29, uh, Matthew 11, uh, it says, Take my yoke upon you. So it's something that we physically have to do. We have to take action. And then it says, And learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find. And the byproduct of that, you will find rest for your soul. So there's a, a rest that only God can provide. Mm. Kind of goes back to the anxiety thing. Um, you know, the anxiousness versus where, um, you know, uh, pray about everything, right? And if you do this, you will find peace that is only found in Christ. Like we can only have this type of peace, this rest, when we put our trust in God. And what happens, you know, when we when we try to be the masters of our own universe is exactly some of the things that we're talking about. We overdo it. We overdo not not trying to accomplish things, but we try to overcompensate in some areas. We try to overcompensate our comfort. So we watch three movies a night, right? We try to overcompensate our uh, our need for for control, our need for power, our you know our need for belonging. So we go the extra mile for people to like us. We go the extra mile for uh, to get that 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 promotion. You know, we, which again, nothing wrong in it of itself, but the manner in which we pursue it can be very devastating to us physically, to our families, can be devastating to our minds and our spirit ultimately. Um, and, you know, the, the investment that we make, even in if it's serving a ministry and we think we're doing it for God, we always have to self-evaluate. Are we doing it for the purposes of, um, of, of what we desire, right? Is it idolatry? Are we doing it in an, uh, in an idolatry fashion? Um, you know, are we doing it because, you know, do we do this podcast because we want, you know, for our sake, for our benefit, because we long for something for ourselves or is it, you know, is it selfless? Is it, you know, do you, do we really believe it's a call from God and we're resting in his, uh, increase. We're resting in his progression. We're resting in that he's going to give us the energy and he's going to allow us to do what we're doing for the purposes of his glory alone, right? Um, I'm not, instead of mustering up something that within us to do something that we think is going to be resting and understanding that God, you are, you are ultimately everything that we need. And if it's your will, and if it's what you would want it to, to what you would want of whatever it is we're pursuing, give us of what we don't have, help us in, in, in what, in the direction that we're going. Um, but you know, so many times in the culture that we live in, it's about, it's about show. It's about you. It's about what you can do. Um, and I have a verse here um, that talks about, you know, the other side of the, of the spectrum of the laziness, right? So Proverbs 10.4, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. And that's true. Work hard. Put, get your mind together. Be diligent with your time. You're going to establish wealth. You're going to your bank account is going to grow, period. The equation is you work, you get, right? Right. Now, in, in what happens when you're greedy, right? 
you want to get, 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 get. And then in retrospect, you've gained everything, but you have nothing. Right? And we see that when we look at Ecclesiastes, where Solomon's talking about. He had everything. But in retrospect, in many cases, it was meaningless to him because uh, some of the pursuits were vain pursuits. Or he realized that they weren't ultimately satisfying. That only God, only in God, was their true satisfaction. Yeah, and so to give a little backdrop on Solomon, he was wealthy. When I say wealthy, you're you're talking about Makes the, Bill Gates look broke, right? Yeah, like the wealthiest you can ever imagine, you know. And he he's trying to find the meaning of life in Ecclesiastes, and it's like everything, like the toil that we do, the work that we did. He's like he's building temples, right? In Ecclesiastes, he's like, yo, it's meaningless. He's trying to find it in sex, in 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 what he can acquire in women in in the, his wives and concubines or whatever so it's so crazy that at the end he's like yo there's no person life is bleak it's like meaningless but then he's like the secret is at the end that without god is meaningless the secret sauce secret sauce <laughs> <laughs> secret sauce is uh is is jesus you it's know what god, i'm saying yeah. um nah, it's so true man um and, you know, when, when the influence of, of life comes from outside of God, then we, we get ourselves into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, wherever you find yourself right now, I mean, if you haven't really gotten rest in your life, you know, if you're not really uh, diligent with your time, Ephesians talks about being diligent with your time. Um, uh, you know, it, ta- it talks about that, you know, the, the time that we have is limited, but be maximize the time that you have right now. And actually, I'll find the verse. But, you know, uh, try to find avenues in which you're stepping back, you're turning off the social media, you're, um, you're, you're putting away your phone for a bit, right? Get away from, from things that aren't going to build you up to to really what your true pursuits are right i I was talking um i I was talking to to someone i think at my job or or i I forgot what um but i was telling them like look you have to choose between what's most important you can't do everything Mm -hmm. we there's physically not enough time in the day to do everything so if you're going to focus on going back to school then go back to school if you're going to focus on building your career, you have to figure out, is it worth the time investment that you're going to give to school? Is it worth the time investment for this season to focus on, on building your career, like finding a new job, getting into a management role? If you do both, and then you're also wanting to you know, grow your relationship with who, you know, your significant other. Oh, and I also want to have a kid. Oh, and I also want to do... Like, you, it's going to be tough. And, and, you know, ultimately, what is going to get sacrificed is the biggest question of everything we're talking about. What gets sacrificed when we don't, when we aren't diligent with our time and we don't get sufficient rest? I think you mentioned it really good. Like, if you're not diligent with your time because of, like, I put myself, for example, like... If I watch a two-hour movie, those are two hours that I can't get back, right? But if I'm more efficient with my time, 
and I'm sleeping more, <laughs> let's say I sleep eight hours, but the, the remaining hours I have as I'm awake is extremely efficient, I can be re I can get a lot of things done. Now on the other side of the spectrum, I only sleep five hours, but then I'm wasting most of my time. So there is possible that you can be completely exhausted and have nothing to show for it. Mm. You know, so it really it really comes down to efficiency. Right here, um, uh, Ephesians five verse sixteen says, "Make the best use of the time, because the days are evil." And uh, and we've read that verse before on the podcast, but. You know, I think it comes back to this, right? Like, so if my time is spent on busyness, the absence of rest, um, the absence of true diligence of to, to the core of what that means, then we become susceptible to the evil that is in the world, that is in the culture, that the temptations of this world, the, the, the inability to, I mean, think about when Jesus got tempted. Huh. He got tempted. Not on the first day of his fast. And he wasn't even the strongest. It was at his weakest. It was at the weakest point. It was probably when he was the most physically exhausted. When his mind was, you know, from a human standpoint, yeah. the most clouded in his fasting, in his, in his laboring. It's like approaching death, 40 days. Now it's when the temptation <laughs> yeah. comes, right? Now yeah. it's when the devil's going to come and he's like, hey, you could do this. Uh, and in many cases for us, you know... Satan himself might not be the one, you know, do it, but the evil that is in the world, the 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 demons that are out there, the 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 temptation that's out there, and the evil that's within us, that we would deceive ourselves when we are most clouded, when we are most um, when our, when we are not sober minded, we put ourselves in a position to just, you know, what um, what I just need an outlet. I'm going to click on this picture real quick, right? I'm going to, I'm going to talk to old girl. I'm going to do, suddenly you, you, you're making judgments in life that are killing you spiritually. Yeah. It's like, I'm so busy that I can't read the Bible, right? It's, it's like Martin Luther, right? Mm. Um, this, this quote with Martin Luther, where he's like, I'm, I'm so busy today. That's why I pray two hours. Yes. So. That's almost counterproductive, but in the opposite, it's the opposite. Like he, the two hours in prayer sets his mind to be like, what is truly meaningful in my life? I'm not going to be wasting three hours on YouTube or whatever. Right. Maybe you fill in the blank, basically. Right. So what might seem unpredict unproductive, and then on the other side, oh God, I'm so busy. I'm just working for you, but you haven't talked to him all day, mm. or or. Or whatever you fill in the blank, right? And I'm I'm guilty of that, right? I think I'm, everyone is. And uh, and I'm reading a devotional by Tim Keller called uh, "It's About Prayer," and it's all about that. And it's just like I read. It's funny because I read it, and then I don't pray after I read it. Right? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happens. Um, but to your point, to to that's resting in God. That, that is an example of resting in God is that I am so busy that I have to carve out time in the day. It doesn't have to be two hours, but I'm going to carve yeah. out intentional time with God because I'm so busy. 
And in doing so, the worry is I'm not going to get everything that I have planned done. Yeah. That's where resting in God comes into play. That's where I can rest in trusting in God, knowing that if I spend time with him and if, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm trusting in him, he's going to set up my day in a way that either I get everything I, I plan to get done done or not everything I get plan, done gets done. And you know what? It's okay. It's all right. Uh, who am I competing against? Ultimately, you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. we, we tend to want to compete with 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 our friends or people that we see. Want to emulate the YouTube star, or we want to emulate the in small scale too. It's not even like we're walking around and have you know forty thousand, fifty thousand followers. We want to do it on a very small scale, but we're doing. We're trying to do something. Uh, to exercise and to promote those core idols that I talked about earlier, right? Comfort, um, uh, belonging, power, and control. We want to tap into those core idols of our life in one way or another. And, 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 and generally, we would do those things at the cost of getting proper rest, physical rest, but most importantly, spiritual rest in who God is and what he's done. As I drop my wedding ring on the counter. Um, so um, so that's all I got, man. You got anything else you want to close out with? No, man. Um, I think it's just needed to have balance. So um, whatever it is, like, can't be to the extreme. Mm. You know, whether it be the eating or the not even just the eating, just the physical body. Like, if that's not in balance, then you're probably not going to be productive. Mm. Similar to that guy in that um, documentary, he ended up getting depression as a result. Wow. And the depression was just a result of just the eating. It was nothing else changed in his life. But so a lot of times people are walking out, really de- they're, they're really depressed in life. They don't realize, but when you examine what they're eating, you examine their sleep. Maybe they haven't slept. They're sleeping four or five hours. They're super stressed out. And now it makes more sense, Matthew, you know, Matthew chapter 11, when, when God is saying, you're, you're so burdened, just give, you know, he'll give, we can rest in him, you know? So you're so burdened. He says, my yoke is easy. It's not, it's not heavy. I'll, I'll take it from you, you know? I've so, already taken it from yeah, you, right? Past on the cross, tense, yeah. you know? And so uh, just... Any person out there that may be just hearing this is just a word of encouragement that um, wherever you find yourself, whether it be on the side of the spectrum that's working so hard that they need to rest, you know, it's okay to rest. Uh, and then on the other side of the spectrum, you know, if, if you, you find yourself not working hard enough uh, or, or resting too much, you're sleeping 10, 12, 13, not 14 hours, there might be something other something else wrong you know so there's always a core of why things are and i encourage you to get in your word and and just speak to god and yeah absolutely rest yeah absolutely um you know ultimately whatever we end up doing you know whatever wherever our life ends up uh, i love the assurance that we have in christ where paul says nothing can separate us from the love of god there's nothing out there that can separate us from the love of god and, you know, um, and that is the rest piece. I think that's, um, oh, I forgot what verse that is. Let me check that out real quick. Um, Romans 6, I want to say. I want to get the quote right. Um, 
Um, nothing can separate. Yeah, it's Roman, Romans 8. I know some of our Bible scholars out there were like, Mike, hurry up. I got it already. It's Romans 8, 38. Uh, Romans 8, 38. Getting to the verse now. Thank you for your patience. Says, um, For I am sure that neither life nor death nor angels nor rulers nor things present to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. If you're in Christ, the assurance that we have, the rest that we have, is that whatever situation we find ourselves in, we belong to God. Nothing can separate us from Him. He loves us. The sacrifice of Jesus, the, the, the righteousness of Christ, if you are in Jesus, has been granted to you. It will not be stripped away because he has finished it on the cross and, um, and we belong to him. And that is the beauty. That is the rest portion is that I don't have to be, I, I don't have to um, create an image for myself. I don't have to, um, you know, do certain things that we sometimes feel that from a cultural standpoint, we think we have to. Um, he has given us everything in Jesus so we can rest in that assurance knowing that our value and our security is found in him. So whatever we find ourselves in, if we find ourselves in persecution, if we find ourselves in poverty, if we find ourselves in riches, if we find ourselves, you know, being able to accomplish a ton, if we find ourselves struggling to accomplish anything, you know, ultimately the rest that we find is in the fact that we have identity in Christ. So uh, get in your word, know what he expects, know what it means to be, um, to be diligent, know what it means to maximize your time, know what it means also to rest in the truth of his word and, and, and who he is. So we love you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Mike the Baptist. JMO.